Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Billy Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go Billy Up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, Dak Prescott finally gets his money. The NBA All-Star Weekend confirms who's the NBA's most influential player and my personal review of coming to America. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr., Dak Prescott finally got his money, so I'm glad that that's over with. I was tired of hearing that. People were tired of talking about it. I still can't believe that Jerry actually pulled the trigger. Uh, so they waited him out again, and this is after the guy broke his leg <laughs> five games into the season. Welcome in the Behind the Mic podcast. Mike Neal Jr., your host, and we're going to go right to it. Y'all know what's up first. The rundown. Well, as we wait for the supposed retirement of Drew Brees while he was pushing sleds through parking lots, there are plenty of quarterbacks that are out there for the taking in free agency. (laughs) Yeah, I said that. It was a joke. Including one that he told, quote, this is your team, end quote, during that playoff loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston. That That list includes quarterbacks like Andy Dalton, Mitchell Trubisky, and Cam Newton. Err. By the way, Sam Darnold is also on that list. Note to Pittsburgh, move quickly. I'm a fan. Big Ben just took away uh, a big reason for them. Big Ben just took a big pay cut in order to remain with the Steelers for one more go at it. But after that, it's curtains. See what I did there? They need a quarterback, and they need one ASAP. And he's not in next year's draft. Supposedly, it's going to stink. And unless they plan on moving up in this year's draft, they need to sign the best free agent possible. Dwayne Haskins, Mason Rudolph, they are not the answer. And speaking of quarterbacks, there is that one that I was going to say it would be best if he would just go elsewhere and go to a team that actually wanted to sign him. Rain, Dakota, Prescott. My dude got paid. And I still can't believe it. Jerry Jones actually paid the man. 
four years, $160 million, including a record $126 million guaranteed. Are you serious? According to Adam Schefter. The only problem with this entire thing, this is just me talking, that the Dallas Cowboys, they don't have a good head coach, GM, or defense. So I guess you already know what that means, right? Don't forget, Cowboys fans, that you were a dumb special teams play by the Atlanta Falcons away from being 0-4, and then Dak nearly throwing for nearly 1,900 yards in, what, four and a half games? No defense. And although your great GM... Jerry Jones provided you guys with yet another wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. Turns out to be pretty good. Outside of the Seattle Seahawks defense, the Cowboys defense was historically bad at times. But y'all know how this is going to end, right? Dak will probably play. He'll probably play and throw for a lot more yards, and the Cowboys will either miss the playoffs or barely make it in, but they'll never win. No Super Bowl for them. I don't see that happen. I don't. I don't. And Dak is going to get blanked because why? quarterback always it's always his fault it's always the quarterback's fault and he ends up playing his final days for like the jackson jacksonville jaguars or somebody like that that's pretty much how this story will end i hope not but i mean you know go figure uh we're going to hit russ one more time and what if i learned from this russell wilson situation though it doesn't take much you know i'm already hearing that these owners they do not want those NBA mentalities to bleed over into the NFL. A contract does have to be worth something, though. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you either uh, you sign a guy and that player either decides to break it or the organization that signed them has something already written in where they can get out of it. That's the reason why I think that every sport should be signing one year deals to these athletes. That's just me. You have this. What sense does it make when you got you're not going to get five, 10, 15 years worth of the money? Why? Well, you know this guy's probably not going to be worth that much in the end. You sign him to these big old deals, and I, I mean I get it, but at the same time, it's just stupid. That's the reason why I love the way the LeBron James does does it. He's smart. Year to year, he takes the max, and he pro, he proves that he's the best player, if not one of. You know, always the top player in the league every year, right? And he's going to give you what you're supposed to get out of it. But you guys who you sign these deals, these big deals, and then you just kind of quit. All right, let me stop. What happened to Albert Pujols? You signed the, the St. Louis Cardinals, signed him to that big old ridiculous deal. What's going to happen with Tatis? What's going to happen with Bryce Harper? He's got a 13-year deal. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense to me. They don't They don't ever make sense. And I thought they were really smart people that was up there in these boxes and these $5,000 suits with these $2,500 shoes and $500 ties. And you make dumb decisions. As far as Russ is concerned, I will just say this and leave it here. With everything that's transpired over the past week, though, or two, it proves that there's no bliss, even with some of the most straight-laced athletes and seemingly likable coaches. Uh, same with Tom Brady, except Tom didn't say anything in the media. But after nine years, because Tom, you know, him and and uh, Belichick, they didn't get along either, right? Well, you know, they didn't put it out there, though. They kept it separate, never spoke of it. But with Russell Wilson, after nine years of go Hawks, Russ finally was honest. 
Now the Seahawks or Pete Carroll are taking calls for trades. My prediction, if he gets traded, well, I think it's real easy. You can read between the lines. The Hawks go back to the toilet and Carroll eventually gets fired. The NBA All-Star Weekend is in the books and the only thing that made my eyes bleed was the dunk contest. Obviously, you can't force anybody into the dunk contest, although I wish you could. In the past, we've seen all sorts of superstars in it like Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Bud Webb, Vince Carter, T-Mac, Sean Kemp, and the last dunk contest last year. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And unfortunately, there was no Derrick Jones Jr. or Aaron Gordon, who, by the way, got robbed twice. Come on, Dwayne Wade. I would have loved to have seen Zion Williamson in it. And instead, we get a third-year G League player from the Indiana Pacers, Cassius Stanley, a rookie in Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks, eh, and the guy who actually won it from the Portland Trailblazers, Anthony Simons. He dunked twice all year or something like that. Now, don't get me wrong, the boy can't jump, but I would have rather watched my nephews dunk on a bent hanger wedged in the door of my living room. John Morant, also, he would have been nice to watch as well. And as for the game itself, yeah, Giannis, he won the MVP, scoring, what, 36 points and not even missing a shot. And Steph Curry, along with Dame Lillard, pulling shots from half court like they're standing right next to the cup. They are the most ridiculous shooters on earth, period. I mean, and if, if you don't understand the influence that they have on basketball these days, by now, you're not paying attention. Back to Duncan, as far as that is concerned, Blake Griffin, bought out by the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, picked up by the Brooklyn Nets. Now, you know how movies, documentaries, biographies, how they go, everything starts off great, you get a big break, you know, enjoy success, and you have commercials and stardom. You jump over a kid in front of the world and a choir to win a dunk contest, then you get traded to the Detroit Pistons. You disappear from the earth. What's worse, I had no idea that the guy hasn't dunked since 2019. Look, check this out. This is another stat I didn't know. Out of players six, seven and over, he's the only one that hasn't dunked. This is a dude that was known for dunking. One of my favorite radio show hosts on the West Coast called him the greatest volleyball player he's ever seen because he's always dunking. Uh, I, he was, excuse me, past tense. But, I mean, that's that's just amazing. Blake Griffin hasn't dunked in almost three years. That, that, that says a lot. But now that he's a Brooklyn Net, maybe, just maybe, the story can end with him coming off the bench or something like that, playing a significant role in winning the NBA Finals, or at least playing in one. I don't know. Stay tuned. College basketball, uh, a year ago, something called the coronavirus hit changing life all over the world yeah we're still dealing with it but things are a lot better than they were right things got real when they canceled the ncaa tournament along with the olympics and any other sport that you can think of now that college basketball the tournament is back i like the rest of the country are picking up where they left off not paying attention until march who's good i i really don't know i've watched in spots I know about Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Illinois. They are among Joe Lenardi's, the bracketologist. He's projected number one seeds in the tournament. And of course, 
if you have been paying attention, if you haven't, there will be no Kentucky and Duke. They may soon follow because they finished 500 in the regular season. We'll see what happens. Um, I am doing a bracket reluctantly, and I might have to just set my $20 on fire right now. But I'm just glad that the tournament is back. That'll do it for the rundown. Uh, look, I think the NBA All-Star Weekend, that pretty much showed us, you know, where basketball is today. And like I said earlier, if you're not paying attention, something that Shaq said on yes, uh, last week on the Dan Patrick Show, he's telling the truth. It has been said before, but Steph Curry is the most influential player in sports right now. All right, influence. What is the definition of influence? The definition of influence is having the power to cause changes. Therefore, having influence. The things that you do, things that you say, the way that you carry yourself, they have influence. We've seen fads, things that we call fads, things that come in or they go out. The way people wear their clothes, the way that they uh, wear shoes, the style of clothes, um, the cars that they drive, colors, uh, the way that houses are built. Some examples. You have gentrification all over the place, right? You know, you have you know, some things that you want to see thrown back, but we have tall and skinnies now. That's what people are living, uh, the way that they want to live. High vaulted ceilings and stuff like that. Um, uh, some kind of way, some way, somehow, converses have lasted throughout the test of time. I think uh, that Adam and Eve had a pair of converses and they still are here to stay. My wife probably personally owns about 20 pairs of converses but the um, influence that just comes from seeing what is what is new or what is what is hip what is going on what it is that we like the things that we even things that we eat i hadn't heard of kale until what the last probably like eight nine years or something like that and apparently it was the stuff that they used as like a garnish that just they put on the side of the plate and they told you never to eat I hadn't heard of kale. Some of this stuff, I never heard of gluten. So many things I have, but it's fashionable. And people that have uh, have made it popular, that's pretty much the word that I'm looking for, popular. We, we eat things because it's popular to eat them. In sports, it's the same way. And as kids, what did we do? Now, I, I'm 43 years old. I was born in 1977. I grew up watching certain athletes, Michael Jordan, and you can just, the stories of about one of his shoes. I don't know if I've told this story on the show before, whether it was on an old feed or on the Belly Up Podcaster Network. I'll tell it again. I asked my mom for what is deemed as the first pair of Jordans. This is how I became a Lakers fan. My mom bought the wrong shoes. She brought me the Converse weapons, the white Weapons with the with the purple and the gold in them. She bought me the wrong the wrong shoes. They didn't go with anything that I wore. I wanted the Jordans because Jordan was cool. You looked at the way that he played. 
one of the reasons why that this guy is looked upon as the greatest basketball player on earth is not just because of the six championships, not just the six for six. It was because he dressed. Cold. He didn't look like any other players that were playing at the time. He had a different shoe. He wore different colored, you know, they, they weren't even supposed to wear, I guess, certain socks and things like that. Look at the way that his, his socks were, the way his shoes were. He had the cool, there was nobody, that there bar none, really. There were only a handful of shoes you could probably pick out of a lineup that you could say that they you saw in the NBA. But Jordan's, that's the reason why they last to this day. The dude has been retired since 2003, and his stuff is still selling. Still selling. But you look at the way he wore shorts. You look at the, the sleeve that he wore on his on his calf muscle. You and even, I mean, it wasn't the first, but you know, he wore his uh he wore his 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 wristband up on his forearm. Who else did that? Now, I don't know about the chains, you know, like what he wore in the 88 dunk contest. I don't I don't think he was the first to do everything, but there was influence, and even he himself is, you know, got influence by other players before him. And that's the way that it goes in sports. We emulated these guys as kids. I I can speak about the football part of it as well as the basketball part of it. We did wear our, short, uh, our socks like Jordan. If you don't know, if you wanted the Jordan look, you pulled those, those socks all the way up, and then you had to fold them down and make sure that they was down in your shoes so they looked like that perfect like round tucked in look they didn't really weren't rolled up and stuff like that but those are the kind of things that we liked Deion Sanders Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin Ken Griffey and uh Ken Griffey Jr that is and Ichiro that's the way that we held our bat that's the way that we had our swing that's the way that we wore our gloves that's the way that we stood when we when it was time to run a route when we was playing football that's the way that we was we wore like Dion he had all of those wristbands all up and down his forearms and I love the way that he got down right in front of you in your face with his hands just like almost like um almost like uh God played for the Raiders Lester Hayes and he had his gloves always undone and folded out on top. I remember that like it was a book. Michael Irvin, he kind of did the same thing at times. He Sometimes he would wear, he wore those double wristbands. Jerry Rice did the same thing. I would have my wristband shoved all over, covering my wrist. And it was just the way you wore everything. That was the influence and the way that they played, the way that they ran their routes. I was influenced by that. If you don't see right now, that Steph Curry is the most influential in basketball. I don't, I don't know if I want to go all of sports, but Shaq said so on Dan Patrick's show that Steph Curry was the most influential athlete of the last 30 years. Now, <laughs> an athlete has to change the way that other people play basketball. If Steph Curry is the most influential he has to change the way that everybody's playing basketball. How many of y'all showed up to a little kid's game? They're not running up to the rim and, and, and shooting layups. They're pulling it like from way back. I mean, they're crossing half court and they're pulling it from the logo. 
They're doing it. And I've, I've seen it myself. There's too many people out there that have seen it. I'm not the only one. My son played high school basketball, and there were plenty of those kids, him included, that would try. Well, he, he didn't do it as much. But there were plenty of those guys that would try to pull the ball, pull it from deep. They're dribbling and they're and they're 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 handling the basketball unlike I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we had AI. AI was probably the first one that I saw really handle a basketball like that. These dudes are pounding the rock and and the the killer crossover and stuff like that. We were all trying to do those things, reverse layups, all of that stuff. And now they've just taken it to a different level. The way that they're doing this thing and when you have uh, someone who's innovative, and there's plenty of players that have done that now. Um, I, I want to say, was it Tim Hardaway that said that he was the inventor of the killer crossover? It wasn't even AI. I don't care who it was. The way the style of the play right now, it, it, it's 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 all about threes. Whether it's the dribbling, I've never seen anybody handle basketball like Kyrie Irving. And everybody, they're practicing that stuff now. They're drilling some of these things now. And these guys, they have even more time than ever to perfect it. But the other thing is, like I said, it's the shooting. It's the style of play. I don't remember who the analyst was over this past weekend. Um, it was a play. I want to say it was college basketball. And she was telling her best and worst plays of the uh, of the week or what or the season the first half of the season or whatnot i can't remember who it was all i know was they had a chance at mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team ready black hills energy knows your home is where your heart is so they want you to be ready it's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather be ready for anything go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready a game-winning layup or game-tying what layup. What did they do? They took the three. And it wasn't just that. It was a three-on-one situation. If I, my eyes did not deceive me, Saturday morning, and there were two guys on one wing, on the right wing, and then one guy on the left wing that had the basketball. And instead of someone cutting to the basket for it to tie the game, all three of these cats stopped at the three-point line. And the one guy with the ball, he, you know, he missed the shot and the game was over with. Some of that influence is bad. Sometimes you should just make this bar play. But that's that's the it's all about shooting threes. You got guys like Trey Young, Dame Lillard, Buddy Hield, and Luka Doncic, James Harden. They are what what is the what are they doing? They're shooting the three and they're shooting it from deep too, like with ease. It's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous the way that they do it. 
every time I watch, all right, so yeah, I've always said this that I'm Steph Curry along with others now. I'm just surprised when they miss, especially Steph. When he takes a three, he won the three point contest, right? The Mountain Dew three point contest. And, you know, I was surprised at the ones that he, he missed. I expected him to do even better point wise, but he made it really interesting. Mike Conley was up by what, a point? And Steph had to hit his last ball, knocked it down, left his hand up there, right? I mean, it, it was great. I'm surprised though when these guys miss. Dame Lillard just takes a he takes a three pointer like he's taking a nine foot or a ten foot jumper, and it's not even touching the rim. Sometimes the darn net isn't even moving. That skill, and that's influence. Saw some numbers on that too. Three-point attempts from 30 to 35 feet, they've doubled since 2014. And going back to the three-point contest, the Mountain Dew three-point contest had that they incorporated two long threes. If you watched it, if you didn't watch it, they had the Mountain Dew green balls that was set back about, what, 26, 27 feet away for them to get, what, uh, an actual three points. And, it, I mean, of course, Steph buried a couple of those in the rounds that he played. It, it, that, that's influence. All I can say. Now, people will argue that Michael Jordan and especially LeBron James, they're the ones who are more influential. Well, like I said, Michael Jordan was influential, you know, it, more so just as much because of his style of play. Because he looked cool. It was the shoes, the shorts, the knee brace on the leg, and and we all emulated that in school. But it wasn't exactly um, something that we could do unless we could jump like him, right? And LeBron James, he's influential in his style of play too, being a guy that can score, but is always getting other teammates involved, right? Being a big guy, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, dude, that's, you know, I don't know if he's 270, but, I mean, he's a big guy. But he could do everything well. And he has just as much of that influence and impact, I think, off the court as he does on it. If you could start with player empowerment, look how he's influenced other players to take their their careers in their own hands. Now, whether that works in the NFL or not, I have no idea. You see Deshaun Watson saying, I want out. We've seen, uh, we see Russell Wilson start to speak up this year alone and i think that it's uh it there's going to be more and like i said earlier i mean the nfl looks like they're already setting up camp to try to put a stop to that stuff from the things that i've heard over the past week but he has that influence take your careers in your own hands he's a smart dude a very very smart dude and so and then uh, other than that you got his business uh ventures and him using his voice as an athlete, something that Jordan didn't do a whole lot, you know, um, and building the school. You know, I, there are some things that are great, you know, that these guys are, and you could take a little bit of all of that. But if you're talking about just as, as an athlete, I mean, when you have players, and this is true, I have to work this in. This is totally true. The fact that you have Michael Jordan, a six, six guard that can float, you know, from one end of the court to the other. And you have to remember, this is just me. 
other than Olympians, I think that especially gymnasts, men and women gymnasts, I think the most athletic people on the face of this earth are basketball players because some of the things that they can do jumping through the air the way that they do is just amazing. It really is. And to be that big and do those things that they do, it's amazing. Um, but when you look, when you really think about it, and if you look at, you know, just the, the athlete aspect of it, I mean, Steph Curry, he's impacting kids and changing the way that people are playing basketball, changing the way just across the board. And even his fellow uh, NBA brethren, they're taking threes and stuff like that as well. Now, I'm not saying everybody could do it, but on top of that, you have all of these big guys, basketball being being played by large humans. You do have like Steph Curry. Now, you have to remember, Steph Curry is what, 6'3". He looks little out there. But the fact that he can shoot a ball and you and shooting will never go away. If you perfect a shot, you have a shot. <laughs> Literally, you have a shot. So that gives hope to more people. Now, if I'm, you know, 5'11", 5'10", I might need to drink a little bit more milk because I might not have any hope. But if I if I do grow to be a 6'2", 6'3", guy, and I may not be the most athletic dude, and look, let's look, let's not get it twisted i mean watching steph curry catch a oop i mean that wasn't exactly that that told you that the dude can get up there he can dunk a basketball we don't see chris paul ever dunk too and they had back-to-back alley-oops isn't that crazy but you can shoot if you can if you can perfect a shot that's influence so kids what do you want to be when you grow up I hope you grow to be 6'1", 6'2", or 6'3", but you better get a shot. Perfect it. Okay, so coming to America, the review. Um, this is just me, my personal review of the movie. I mean, first question I guess you have to ask is what did you expect from the movie? You expected pretty much what you saw 30 minutes, uh, 30 minutes, 30 years ago. Do we not have that right to expect that? I think we do. But then too, I mean, it is 2020. It's 30 years later and some things are uh a changing and <laughs> it, it was it was a good movie i, I mean i liked it. it it was it was cool but it was not the first movie it was not it is nowhere near it was good in its own way so just a couple of takeaways one i did like the storyline so what was the storyline akeem while he was here in america went to queens um just to uh give a little bit of a spoiler he got some uh, some some serious weed or whatever that was that Leslie Jones, who played his baby's mama, uh, blown into his face. And voila, back at the old apartment, not in apartment 1A, that is, but the one upstairs where the dead man and the blind man was dead. The, de- the dead man, the dead blind man and the and the dog, CNI <laughs> dog was killed. So you had. Uh, everything go down in that apartment 30 years later he's got a son and 
according to Jaffe, he needed, uh, Akeem needed a male heir, even though his daughter, he's got three daughters, by the way. One of them was his real daughter, the middle, the middle child. Um, his oldest daughter was pretty much straight out of Wakanda. She was ready. She could fight and she was the ruling type. She, she was the one that, that needed to be on the throne, but it was supposed to be a male. That was tradition or whatnot. But um, that that was pretty much the gist of the movie, him going and finding his son and bringing him and his mom and his uncle uh, back over to Zamunda. Lisa's still fine. Uh, I, I was in love with that woman as an 11, 12-year-old boy. Uh, and it all hit me the first time I saw her look at Akeem when they were sitting on those swings and her saying, I feel like I can tell you anything. And I just passed out. So, yeah, that was, <laughs> she She still looks good. Uh, cameos. I love the cameos. Dikembe Mutombo, Morgan Freeman, Salt and Pepper, Rick Ross, which, by the way, that was his house that they were uh, filming, I think, some parts in, of course, from the outside. There was Rick, Rick Ross's actual house. Other than that, my wife did inform me that the movie was filmed at uh, Tyler Perry Studios, that, that, uh, that uh, massive studio lot that he has of his own michael blackson so so many different people that was in there and i love you know that they brought a lot of the older people back of course the mom lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details who passed away in real life was not around um and uh other than that you had to have you know, all of the originals from the movie. Um, but uh, the, the, one of the things I didn't like, the makeup. The makeup was terrible. Okay, so Randy Watson, Mr. Clarence, you knew what they were supposed to look like. They were, I, I understand this is 30 years later. I mean, how old is Eddie Murphy? He's around 60, almost 60. Uh, well, however old he is, I'm like, man, that, that, the uh the makeup job you know what they look like they look like randy watson and mr clarence but randy watson when they, him and session chocolate came out he looked like the mama from the clumps with a long jerry curl wig and a mustache that's that's what looked like mama clump it, it was just that bad but <laughs> uh but there are people who are on both sides split down the middle those who liked the movie and those who couldn't stand the movie and then there's people like me that kind of lived in the middle. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I'll watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. And I'm going to watch it again after that. Um, but it was a tame PG version. And this is not for me. Uh, I, have to, I have to give credit to Amina Hassan of ESPN. I was listening to one of my favorite shows. And he basically said, the fact that you saw that it was not rated R, like the first movie, should have told you all you needed to know about what this second version was going to be like. And I have to also agree that, and I've heard uh, some of my friends that we've discussed it at work say that 
they probably waited 30 years too late to make it. And here's the thing. I always wanted to know what, what life was like with Lisa and, um, and Akeem after they got married. And didn't get to see that. But I was fine with that. The original movie, I was fine with that. You know, you got the old say, can you see? Uh, you know, I was cool with that. I could watch it over and over and over again. But uh, there was there was differences that made that movie, the first one, just funny. I'm just going to be honest. Number one, there were no boobs, no butts. So you get the you get the, the the African song at the beginning and the camera going over the trees and then you get to the house and you go into the house. Oh, he strikes up the uh, the orchestra to wake up Akeem and says and, and, and the rose bears are there and and it's, um, uh, you know, uh, good morning, your highness. Good morning, your highness. Good morning, your highness. Happy birthday, your highness. Yes, it is my birthday. You know, and he gets his teeth brushed and. And there's somebody in the bathroom waiting to wipe him. And then there's the uh, the, inf- the 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 famous scene when he's in his giant swimming pool, which is his bathtub. And the woman comes on up out of there, boobs all out, and said, with soap in one hand and I guess a washcloth in the other, the, or squeegee or sponge in the other. The royal, um, the royal. Uh, you know, can I say this on this network? I keep I keep it clean. You know what she said. <laughs> She's, I mean, she said it was clean. You know, the royal Jadanglish is clean, Your Highness. Then the new the new movie, same thing. Spoiler alert. In the in the in the tub, Leslie Jones, baby mama's there because he goes and gets the son and, and the uncle and baby mama there. She's taking a bath, and then of course the dude pops up and says the royal. Or, or the uh, uh, the private the private parts are clean. It's a clean version. There was no butts. Remember at the beginning, you saw him taking that bath, and you seen a woman standing off there on the side with their cheeks all out. You got to see tatas, and then it was the language. You dumb bleep, Stu, your rich do mother bleeper. You know, you must be out of your God bleeping mind. You know what I mean? There was none of that. There was none of that in this movie. And I'm just have to be honest. That's what made the movie funny. I mean, you had plenty of moments where um, you could say this or that actually, uh, you know, it, it was a quotable movie. And it was funny. See, I'm washing lettuce. Soon I'll be on fries. Then the grill. In a couple of years, two years, I'll be a ma- uh, assistant manager. That's when the big bucks start rolling in. Just two years, huh? Stuff like that. Quotables. Quotables. You know. But um, I don't think we'll be quoting this one. The 2020 version is not going to be quoted. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime was really promoting this movie. I had a buddy of mine post a picture on Facebook. I want to say... He took it himself from the outside of his house. There was an Amazon truck that was painted all yellow. And the the whole theme of the the Amazon truck that was delivering was coming to America. To coming to America. That's amazing. But anyway, I mean, it, it was it was it was a PG 2020 Disney version of the first movie. You know, it was a continuation, which I liked. I mean, you loved the the you know the showing of the royalty and in 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 the power and the blackness 
and all of that. That was great. But I'm just going to be real. That's not what we were looking for. We had that anyway. We knew Akeem had his own money. The man had his own money. He had his own. Well, he has gold bars, too. Not just a, a, a I don't know if that was a hundred dollar bill or a thousand dollar bill or whatever it was, but had a king's face on it. We had a gold bar, you know, that was etched as him. But I mean, we knew that he was royalty. That's not a secret. We was looking for the funny. And I think some of it, it, it was, it was good funny. And there was plenty of people in it. I mean, if you go through the, the, uh, the lineup of people that were in this movie, um, you know, along with Eddie Murphy and James Earl Jones and Sherry Headley, Wesley Snipes, Arsenio, uh, Leslie Jones, James, John Amos was back there, uh, Iman Shumper's wife, uh, Tiana Taylor, uh, she was in there. Louis Anderson came back. My man, I can't say the kid's name, the kid that was turned out to be the bad guy in power with the big nose, who's actually from down there. Garcelle was back as a rose bearer, Oha. He's gray hair and all was back. So you had plenty of people. Oh, shoot. Even uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway, you know, uh, Imani, she's still barking like a dog. 30 years later. 30 years later. Tracy Morgan, he was hilarious. Rick Ross even had a little cameo. I mean, they did use his uh, uh, use his house. So, I mean, it, it was it, overall, I think it was a good movie, but it was not the first movie. So, and I think a lot of that stuff that made it rated R was the difference. And also, there was no Patrice. Everybody, you know, we know the mother, the real mother, uh, that pay, that played in the first movie. Oh God, uh, I want what is her name? Matter of fact, I'm just gonna pull it up real quick. Uh, she, you know, she actually played in The Lion King. She was the voice of the queen alongside James Earl Jones. As the the uh, oh Madge Sinclair, she passed away shortly after they made that movie. So, um, so she was she had passed away for real. You know, of course, in the movie she was not there. But there was no Patrice, no Daryl. Last time we saw them two, Daryl's climbing through the window with a uh, rain-soaked soul glow dripping all over the carpet, and they were crying about how Lisa dumped him. And uh, Patrice is like, "We need to get you out of these clothes." He knew what that meant. That would have been uh, something. I, I wonder what was cut from the movie, you know. Um, like I said, I, I always wanted to see what that life was like afterwards. Uh, could they have made it a little bit earlier? That would have been great. And I think there may have been a plan to have done that earlier, but it just fell through. It didn't work out. But, you know, uh, all in all, hey, look, I was, I, was, uh, I was okay with it. Now I'm going to have to watch the original to uh, – to make myself feel better all right that's a wrap uh that's my movie review review i can't talk tonight uh i am gonna have a story time with uncle mike next wednesday all right so i i gotta do or i have to have a redo i'm gonna be up front the story last week it stunk it did but i'm getting a redo but we're gonna do better next time so all right every wednesday you know where i'm at uh podcast spotify iTunes, um, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcast, anywhere you find podcast, I'm on there. Every Wednesday, we, we talk on Tuesday. It drops on Wednesday. Behind the Mic Podcast, 
Hope y'all enjoyed it. I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.